You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carlos Devings, Matt Smith and Neville Bounds. You know, we really need to update those audios to, you know, I know, to, to I include know. Armando, don't we? Yeah, we do, absolutely. Well, when have you got your hair cut next? I've just had one last week. Oh, oh, you should no. take the recording gig. See, our barber is the guy that, that does the voiceovers for this, so we should... We'll have to do that. I'm there next time. Yeah, OK. Right, yeah. Hello and welcome <laughs> to episode number 273 of the Plain Talking UK podcast. I am Carl Stebbings and I'm back in the studio this week. Woohoo! Uh, with my co-host Matt Smith. Uh, Bongiorno, everyone. Bongiorno. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can confirm that last week, whilst I was at work, busy in the warehouse, I had pumping through the Bluetooth speakers within the warehouse last week's show. Oh, dear. Right, okay. Uh, right, so and, out of ten. And I have to say, I'm going to have to put my important cap on here. Oh, brace yourselves. It was really good. Oh, I thoroughly right. enjoyed it. Thank you very well much. Well done. Yes, yeah, yes I, I can't take any credit for that whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, it was basically Nev and the fact that uh, I couldn't, maybe because of the rather high-profile high standings we had to get for you. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. No, it was very good. I enjoyed it. Indeed. That. Actually, while we're on the subject of standings, we've got uh, no Nev or Armando this week. Uh, so uh, we've l- we we uh, lined up. Say something else. Then. We've lined up an absolutely <laughs> stunning, stunning super. Oh, he's super, gorgeous! Super uh, sub. Uh, unfortunately, they weren't available. So anyway, Pip's here. Uh, <laughs> Welcome on to the show, Pilot Pip. Hey, I heard that. That was very nice. Sorry, sorry. I- I've had a I've had a funny day. He sorry, says with a mouth full of food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How are no, you, Pip? That was um. Yes, just choking on my pizza there. Yeah. Hi, guys. Uh, Hello, top of the morning, and um, <laughs> uh, salam malakum to the other guest. Oh, How's wow. everyone doing? Oh, good, yeah, good, not yeah. bad, not bad. Whereabouts either. are you in the world this week, then, Pip? I'm at home. Uh, I've been off this week. I'm back on Sunday, uh, and it has just within the last couple of hours stopped raining here. Yeah, same here. Oh. Since the late Middle Ages, it seems. <laughs> Yeah, indeed. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, actually, this afternoon, uh, weather-wise, has been absolutely stunning here. I mean, I, like, I, yeah, yeah, it's lovely here. The, the sun's come out, but the trouble is when it's, you know, what it's like when it's so wet and there's so much moisture in the air, and mm. the trees and the grass are full of moisture. That hot sun comes out, and it just yeah. gets so humid and sticky, yeah. and it's been actually a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> better than. Than raining, but we'll take well. it over the rain, yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> as you say, absolutely. So, so anyway, hello and thank you for the invite. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Yeah. How are things in the world of the uh, Phenom 300, then, Pip? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, like I say, I've been off for a few days. It's been, uh, oh, I was going to use a naughty word there. It's been bat poo crazy <laughs> these, last, uh, these last few months. We're, we're kind of into our crazy Silly season, season, as we yeah, call it. Yeah. yeah, very busy, but that's good. That's good. That's the way I like it. I must say, sir, you're looking. Very, you must be very. You're looking very trim, sir. It must, you must be very busy. Oh, that's very nice of you to say. I have been hitting the gym rather a lot. Yeah, actually. yeah. No, it's starting to show, mate. Well Poor done, Jim. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you for noticing. Yeah. Does he mind? <laughs> no, not so much. You know, Jim's very fond of me. Yeah. He'll take it anyway. Can get it, can't he? Lovely. Anyway, family oh, show. We, moving we, on. We, uh, have, <laughs> we have to have to ask uh, Pip. Uh, me and Matt have to ask. What What is the sock of choice on the microphone this week? Oh, oh well, because oh. I the you remember about. Four years ago, you gave me a, a whatever they're called, a, a, a windsock, yeah, a proper a one. windsock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yes. gave me one. I think it was at Riyadh. Yes, uh, and I, and it's been going strong up until about a, a couple of weeks ago, and it finally disintegrated. Oh, um, ah. so I've I've just pulled out a random sock. I think it's um, 
I think it's a trampolining sock. Oh, very good. Okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> Unexpected. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was a minion sock or something. Oh yeah, minion. Banana. Anyway, moving on, swiftly on. Uh, on before our director starts know, shouting in our ears again. Welcome <laughs> then to everyone. It is uh, the 14th of June. It's Friday night. It's uh, just coming up to 25 past seven uh, in the evening here in the UK. A big th- welcome to everyone who's joined us in the chat room this evening. Uh, Auntie Liz is in the chat room. We've got Neil Lamborn. Uh, Neil Lamborn actually, I think, provided this, the, this yes, that's pi- correct. picture yes, that's absolutely. on our screen behind yeah. us, the green screen uh, on the wall here. So thank you to you, Neil. We've got mm. Chris Griggs is in the chat room as well. Just scrolling up here, we've got Masha. Hello to you, Masha. Uh, the awesome Rick Bell is in the chat room as well. Hello, mm. to you. Hello to you, Rick. Hope things are well where you are. Jonathan Warner has uh, managed to join us this week as well. He's obviously not taking photos of various military no, aircraft. Uh, uh, Fal- Falco, is that... Um, uh, is uh, I want to say that's Fabian, isn't it? Fal- uh, Falco. Oh, you've caught me there. No, it's, it's not Fabian. Is it no, not? No, 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 no. okay. All right. Okay. Fabian has his picture on the uh, little uh, yeah. window. Oh, uh, Jonathan says, can we do the military section first so he doesn't miss it? Mm, no. Oh, how rude. <laughs> no. Okay. We have got a military segment this we week. We have, actually. yes, yeah. absolutely. Although Armando isn't here, he has, uh, he has, has always supplied one, us yeah. with some, some excellent content. Anyway, a very full chat room, I'm pleased to say. As I say, uh, Nev is uh, uh, away this week, uh, but will hopefully be joining us again in a couple of weeks' time. He's got yeah. a, a busy schedule at the moment he so has, uh, yeah. yes he's having to sit a couple out sadly but uh, he and will be back shortly armando uh, actually emailed us or messaged us this afternoon oh, to say that he might not be on because he's flying he's actually if the flying. weather is nice yes, so just before yes. we start the show before, I, to before I came to the studios here at ptuk uh, i checked the weather uh, in Armando yes. land, and, and, and it was it fabulous. Was fabulous. Right, okay. so, so flying. I don't think yeah. he'll be joining us. Uh, no, so it's just Falco. Sorry, Falco. I, I was just being. I was trying to be clever. That that's uh, the moral of that story. Matt is don't try and be clever. Shall no. we? Shall we uh, do some, some kind of <laughs> aviation stuff before I keep digging? So, are you not um, introducing the other guest? As our cameraman. Well, we, uh, we will. Is he, not, is he not hosting? No, 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 no. He, oh, I'm sorry. There's there's, there's, no, there's there's just us. I'm afraid. Just sorry. Us. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he, he, directing today, that, directing. that's their job. Anyway. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> okay. So we are going to start oh, the show the then, as we do each week, with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if you are ready, Matt. Uh, I'll, I, I, yeah, I think so, yes. And if you're ready, Pip. Yes, sir. Let's go. So, kicking off this week's first news story, and <laughs> I thought you'd sort that out, Matt. Yes, I didn't. Yes. The uh, <laughs> first news story this week is a Ryanair story, and I thought I'd give Matt a break this week oh. uh, for a special reason, because the first news story... Uh, I know why you've kept this for yourself. ...involves yes. the country of Malta. The home Malta, of Carlos. My, yes. my second yeah. home. Mm. Uh, so, the uh, this is on the irishtimes.com, Ooh, and the headline, Ryanair confirms it will buy... Malta Air. Oh, now, I dear. said Malta Air there, not Air Malta. I said Malta okay. Air. Is there a difference? 
Very much so. Oh, is that? Okay. So the move by the Irish company will give it a Maltese Air Operators Certificate and Ooh. access to markets in North Africa. Uh. Ryanair confirmed on Tuesday this week it will buy Malta Air in a move that will open more non-EU markets to the Irish airline. It emerged this week that Ryanair was close to buying Malta Air, a start-up carrier based on the Mediterranean island, which is awesome. I love going on holiday there. Anyway, the Irish company confirmed uh, that it has agreed to buy the carrier, which will give it uh, the Maltese Air Operators Certificate, AOC, airline license, and access to markets uh, across uh, Europe. Ryanair said that it expected to complete the deal by the end of June. Following the uh, company, will switch uh, six Malta-based aircraft on the country's register and increase this to number to 10 within three years, uh, with the airline predicted it would create more than 350 jobs. That's good. The airline, Irish airline uh, Ryanair will brand its Malta-based fleet in Malta Air colours for summer 2020. The company will also move Ryanair aircraft from France, Italy and Germany onto its Maltese AOC, which it says will allow their crews pays income taxes locally instead of uh, in the Republic as they are obliged to under the airline's Irish AOC. Michael O'Leary, Matt's favourite buddy, Ryanair's hey. chief executive, welcomed Malta Air to the Irish group. He said that Malta Air would fly the country's name and flag to more than 60 destinations in Europe and North Africa as Ryanair sought to grow its Maltese-based fleet routes, traffic and jobs over the next three years. Malta's Minister for Tourism, Conrad Mizzi, said the relationship between country and Ryanair had evolved to, into a successful collaboration. He said that we welcome Ryanair's commitment to operate and grow a fully-fledged Malta-based airline which will contribute in a large way to the country's development. Mr O'Leary noted that Ryanair looked forward to working with the Maltese Civil Aviation Directive uh, while the airline added more than 50 craft to the country's uh, register. Ryanair shares closed up at 0.2% at €10.65 in Dublin on Tuesday after hitting highs of 10.665 during that day. So come on then, how do you feel about it? Well, it's not going to make much of a difference because this uh, Malta Air, they're going to put these aircraft on some of the more obscure airports okay. across Europe. So, uh, do, do you think they'll eventually rebrand Malta Air as um, Ryanair? No, I don't. <sighs> well, as, I, um, as I read the story, they were going to have initially five or six aircraft branded as uh, Malta Air, and the other 40-odd were going to be regular uh, Ryanair for the time being. But I do think they've missed a trick here with the naming, Malta Air. Surely they could have gone with Maltese Air. Huh? Oh. Maltese Air. That's, now, if you're not in the UK, you won't get that, but that is in fact a very highbrow confectionery pun. <laughs> when, I, when I saw this initially, I, I did think to myself, did they sit round a table to try and think of a name to call this airline? You know, you, you've got Air Malta, which is the national flag carrier of Malta. And then they thought, well, what are we going to call this new low-cost airline in Malta? Um, so we've got Air Malta. Um, Malta Air? <laughs> Right, okay. I mean, uh, that just seemed a bit of how, a... How long have Malta Air been going? Not very long. Malta Air haven't been going very no? long. No, okay. Uh, As where Air Malta has been Air going. Air Malta's been going for quite some right. time. Right, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, it, it's interesting, though, that the Maltese authorities would um, would go with this, because obviously they've got a majority um, shareholding in Air Malta, the national carrier. Right. So it's, in a way, um, you know, not in their best interest to be promoting... A competition, yeah. To Air Malta. But on the other hand, this is obviously 
um, going to be good for them. It's going to be more income tax from the 350-odd people who are going to be employed there. The 200 crews who will be based there will obviously be paying their uh, income tax on their salary in Malta uh, as opposed to, to Ireland. Mm. Uh, and obviously for Ryanair, it's good. You know, they don't do anything unless it's financially beneficial to no, them. No, no. I mean, they, mu they must see money in this, otherwise they... Oh, they, sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. from what I understand, they're having huge problems uh, with the tax authorities in Ireland who are, you know, seeing how much profit they're making and, they're and they want making, their, yeah. their fair share of it. So, yeah, uh, yeah Ryanair, it's not just Malta either. That You know, they've been setting up AOCs all over the place mm. um, to, you know... My, my only concern... tax efficient. And I will say this, my only concern as someone who's been travelling to the island for... A number of years, ten minutes. Yeah, is that Malta is a small island, as we yeah. all know, a very small island, and um, you know it's changed a hell of a lot in the last ten years since I've been going out there. And having this extra traffic, you know, there, there but I don't a, think there's going to be any extra traffic, is there? It will be. There'll be extra because they're coming from the. Well, no, but they're already up. coming from other places. The the. But the, these are other airports that they're going to. Malta Air are going to go to other. Different airports oh, okay. than what uh, oh, the current right. national flag carrier well, goes to. Well, we'll have to. It's a busy island now. It is a busy yeah, island. It's absolutely. A busy island now. Yeah, absolutely. But, you, um, you, you have you have flown into Malta a couple of times, haven't you, Pip? Me? Oh yeah, many times. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, I love it. One of my favourite places to go. It's, yeah. I can see why Carlos loves it. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes. moving on to the next story, and uh, as uh, as Nev's not here this week, we've given the uh, BA story to you Matt. Okay yes so this is on the news.com.au so I presume this is Australia isn't it uh, and good uh, <laughs> day, mate. Sorry Grant I'm so so sorry. Uh, TV presenter slams airline for leaving her stranded in a seat on a 12 hour flight a TV star has slammed British Airways cabin crew for uh, stranding her on a 12 hour flight and then giving a stunning response to her cries for help. A TV presenter has blasted the... I, do you know I hate this when they they do a headline and then they repeat repeat the headline in the in the, the paragraph. Anyway, Sophie Morgan, who has fronted shows for the BBC and Channel Four, said she was unable to contact a flight attendant for more than half an hour on the on a, on a trip from uh, Buenos Aires to London. The Sun <laughs> reports the 34-year-old said that she wanted to get some water to take some pills, but no one answered the call. Morgan claims that she had to hurl headsets down the aisle in a desperate attempt <laughs> to get the attention of a flight attendant uh, when she finally did gain their attention she they they said sim they simply told her to calm down to try to explain what it feels like uh, to not have any means of moving short of dragging myself along the floor it's impossible she said it's not okay to be treated this badly so British Airways has since apologized to Morgan and launched an investigation into what happened Morgan who fronted Channel 4's Paralympic coverage in 2016 was paralyzed from the chest down in a car accident when she was just 18 years old. The TV presenter was flying out to the Argentinian capital to speak at the Global Disability Summit. On Monday morning, she took to Twitter to slam the airline service on the flight. Just flown 12 hours with British Airways, she said. During the flight, I was left unassisted without my chair and with no means of contacting a flight attendant for over half an hour uh, called repeatedly but no answer you have a duty of care how can you do that to someone who can't walk now presumably she was in a seat uh, and would have had access to the call button that's above her head now 
when I've been on flights and stuff, I mean, as soon as that, as soon as it goes bing bong, I mean, you literally, it's like, it's like rabbit in headlights almost, you know, cabin crew's heads spin round 360 degrees to wherever that, that light has appeared in the console above their head. You must have been on some good head. flights, because I've never seen that, that response have before. You not? No. Well, no, I mean, I'm speaking from a Ryanair's perspective, as soon as there's a bing bong, I mean, that's literally, mm. that, it's like, literally, where did that come from, what's going on? Usually, because I know a lot of, I, I don't think it's just Ryanair, but I think a lot of airlines use that as a way of communicating with other cabin crew. Uh, if they, if they, you know to get their attention to sort of like especially if they're they're in service, I'm sure I'll be corrected if I'm incorrect there. So, uh, so something seems very very odd there that you know that she didn't. Um I just think BA having a bit of a bad time at the moment. <laughs> yeah, you've got the yes, they're definitely having a bad time. Yeah. I mean, as I say, did did you obviously you, you saw La- Nev's rent rant last yes, week? Didn't I you? did. It was, yeah, uh, I did see yeah. that. I wonder. I wonder if the pillowcase is still over the picture. I wonder if he's still to, that embarrassed. To be embarrassed. fair, going back to the story from last week, if if I'd have paid money to go on a flight just to be on one of the retro well, seven yeah. fours, and it was changed to a. Cessna yeah. 150. I'd be a little <laughs> bit annoyed as well, you know. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what what are your thoughts? I mean, obviously your your outfit is slightly different, Pip. Obviously, it's uh, you know a much more prestigious um, clientele and therefore service. But I mean, yeah. I mean, well, d- you see this thing I've got here that I'm waving. This is uh, this is my BS flag. Uh, right. Okay. Yes. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm waving it at this story. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm with you there's on something, this. Yeah. There's a, all right. And this is very, I'll get myself into trouble here. It's very un-PC and, and obviously she's got a terrible disability. Yeah, yeah. But come on, there's got to be another side to this. Um, Absolutely. I've not, you know, I've ding-donged the bell and not had someone come over for 20 minutes, 30 minutes or whatever. There could be a very good reason for that. Maybe yeah. they were all belted in kind of turbulence. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this happened just after takeoff. Um you know, and what did it say in the story that she desperately needed a bottle of water for her yeah. pills or something? Yeah, absolutely. Well, how about planning ahead and taking a bottle of water with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, that, that's a, that's a fair argument. Yeah. Um, I mean, she she may well have a yeah. legitimate gripe here, but this just seems to be yeah. seeking a bit of attention. Uh, Text coming into my phone here is uh, have also suggested uh, turbulence or uh, possibly dealing with another medical. It could be. It could, I mean, be it could be anything. So I'd any like to hear what BA have to say. Mm. If yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm just scanning through the story here. There's no, there's n- no sort of statement. If you see what oh, I mean from BA, BA has a statement at the bottom there. Oh yes, yeah. so British Airways addressed the incident in a statement. We ca- we carry hundreds of thousands of customers with disabilities each year, and we work hard to provo- provide help and assistance throughout the whole journey from the point of booking to the final arrival. The airline said, "We are sorry to hear about this experience, and we're investigating what." happened as a matter of urgency we've apologized to the customer and we're in direct contact to try and resolve the situation mm. yeah i mean hmm, i don't yeah, know I'm i not, think I'm we're not missing... necessarily siding with ba but i'm just you're saying you know yeah hold your horses a second because maybe there's more to this Absolutely. the only thing I, I will agree with and it is very frustrating when you want to get in touch with a company like ba a big corporation or mm. you want to complain and it's just impossible to, to get anywhere with it. So yeah. that, I can, mm. you know, I can appreciate that Yeah, you that can sort of frustration. with that, actually. Yeah, well, and a lot of people have had to resort to tweeting, haven't they, to get any kind of yeah. yes. response from these various airlines. You know, it, it seems to be the only way to get stuff done. Very much so. Mm. So next story, Pip, is uh, one for you. And it's a story that's uh, especially for anyone who loves uh, the uh, Delta Airlines. Yeah. Now, this I assume this was from Fox News because I saw the headline and thought fake news. But this is not from Fox News. This is Minnesota 
Local, uh, and the headline is Delta named best U.S. airline. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Delta Airlines has been honoured as the best domestic airline by Fodor's Travel Awards. Very prestigious awards, that is. The carrier edged out Southwest Airlines for the title. Uh, for the title, Fodor's reported that they reached their decision based on the newness of the airline's fleet of planes and the number of flights they offer. Not only does Delta itself fly passengers to over 325 destinations around the world, but it also partners with SkyTeam and their 1,550 worldwide destinations and 19 partner airlines. So there's basically nowhere in the world that they don't go, the article mentioned. That's fantastic English. Um, <laughs> is there more to this story? Because I've just got a bunch of ads. I'm sure there was more to that story. Oh, well, that's the gist of it anyway. Well, actually, that, if you go on to uh, oh, no, the Foda's, Foda's Travel Awards site, they've mm. actually got the uh, the list on just a, just a quick list on here. And it actually, the obviously the best airline, uh, U.S. airline, as Pip said, was Delta. The runner-up was Southwest Airlines, which I'm not mm -hmm. surprised. Um, the best international airline, according to these guys, was Emirates. They were the winner. Uh, runners up were Cathay Pacific. I'm not surprised. Cathay are really, really good. Uh, the other one they've done, they actually done the best airline for plus-sized passengers. Oh. The winner was JetBlue. You have my attention. Sorry. The winner was JetBlue. The winner was JetBlue. And the runner-up was Delta Airlines again. Was it? Which oh, was okay, uh, yeah, and uh, just quickly before we go, obviously because we've got Pip here at the moment, obviously Pip flies um, uh, a very posh, um, you know, private jet. Uh, the best airline for blowing your budget uh, was Etihad, and uh, you can you can spend up to two, uh, twenty thousand dollars on a flight. And uh, runner-up was Emirates. Oh wow! There well, we you are. can spend a heck of a lot more than that if you want with our <laughs> with, our, with my lot. <laughs> We'll give that a go. We'll give that yeah. a go. Uh, do you know, that is genuinely, Pip, that is my dream one of these days. I keep, I, I was really hoping that I'd won the Euro Millions last week. Cause uh, I thought, just, cause just, the off, just off the top of your head, Pip, how much have me and Matt got to save up to, you know, get a quick flight out with you? Our, just roughly. Our average um, customer spends about a million quid a year with us. But that's just, you know, that's just a broad average. There are some who spend many tens of millions and okay. some who's probably spend a little bit less a few hundred thousand but uh, yeah you're gonna need um oh at least half a million okay. i'm afraid right okay and i'm afraid that today's not your luck either because i'm winning the euro millions today what no one no, no, there's yeah. only no no it was only 17 million tonight um it, i'll take it i'll no, take 14 million i think it was because it was 160 million was 131 last yeah. week oh, i was yeah. yeah absolutely and yeah. somebody actually won it so uh yeah it's a small euro millions this yeah. yeah i'll still yeah. take it don't get me wrong but <laughs> you know i was, I was yeah, it'll pay the credit card bill, yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I was just off, hoping yeah. you were going to say you know a couple of grand would get me and matt over to france on on the phenom but yeah uh, no, no, you'll need a little more than that, I'm afraid. No. Damn. Okay. And that, that's just Pip's fees, to be <laughs> fair. Absolutely. Yeah, that's my salary. I mean, if you want the plane, that's extra. But, uh, yeah, Andrew, uh, Andrew Wilson from the A320 podcast in the chat room points out the irony of um, the statement here about the newness of Delta's fleet. Um, MD-88s, MD-90s, new, really? 
<laughs> Nico Nico Regas says in the chat room as well. Come on, that's fake news. Acme is the best airline. Good yes. point. Good point. Well made. Acme yep, is the best absolutely. airline. Yes, indeed. Anyway. So from one posh airline onto another lovely airline, and uh, this one is on the simpleflying.com website. Japan Airlines to operate uh, Boeing seven eight seven and A three fifty on domestic routes. Oh, mm. Interesting. So Japan Airlines will operate uh, 787 Dreamliners and A350s on their domestic services from September this year. With the Tokyo Olympics just over a year away, the airline is looking to replace its aging 777s with the newer and more comfortable airliners for visitors to Japan. Japan Airlines are planning to operate their domestic network using two of the most popular and iconic wide-body aircraft in the world today, the 787 Dreamliner and the Airbus A350. This is all part of the airline's move to gear up capacity and quality of service in time for the 2020 Tokyo Olympics next year. Is it really next year? Wow. Yeah. Uh, the A350 will start domestic services from the 1st of September this year, with more routes being added as more aircraft come into service. The 787s don't have confirmed delivery dates yet, but the airline is anticipating delivery starting in the autumn. So according to Anna Aero, Japan is leading the way in short-haul wide-body services, with an average of 4,719 wide-body flights departing domestically each week over the summer of 2018. China and Hong Kong hold second and third place with 4,378 and 1,452 weekly flights, respectively. Tokyo's Haneda Airport is the one with the most wide-body short-haul flights in the world, handling around 1,918 flights per week. Asia-Pacific is generally, uh, in general, are keen on wide-body domestic routes, with 14 of the top 20 airlines for this type of service being based in and around this region. Fellow Japanese airline ANA are top of the pack, with 2,414 wide-body domestic flights a week, and Japan Airlines second, with 1,758. The only European airline to uh, make the top 20 domestic wide-body carriers are Turkish, uh, with uh, 1,262 flights a week. And Air Canada are the only one from the North Americas in the top 20 list, with just 388 flights a week with uh, wide-body aircraft. Of course, there has recently been some talk about domestic wide-body services in the UK and Australia, but these are one-offs rather than regular services. Yes, we found that with BA after they decided not to use the uh, 74 retros yes, on yeah. domestic flights. So this is quite interesting. This just goes to show, though, just how many people want to travel in yeah. and around, uh, you know, the areas Japan and, and China and stuff. And there's so many people that they're having to put wide-bodied aircraft on rather than usual... 737s and A320s. So, mm. um, yeah, it's a busy, busy... Well, market. I mean, then they don't do that if you know, unless they need to, do mm. they? So, yeah, They obviously fill, fill the decision. seats. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, it wouldn't be very much worth it. Indeed. On so, to next the ne story. Yeah, next story. This is on the Mail Online. So, if it's... Oh, sorry. Yes, Pip. Sorry, you flashed your... Head. No. <laughs> no, not really. Sorry, sorry. I was You're trying... just to... whizzing through. I know. We, we're just, you know, we're, we're trying to be good. <laughs> That's fine. It's That's fine. Sorry, I was I was a bit distracted. Anyway, I'm just texting Al the uh, uh oh the link the link to join. Is that oh, right? okay? Yes, that's fine. Yeah, do knock yeah. yourself out. And yeah. also, just just a minor correction. I, I um I 
quoted Andrew Wilson in the chat room as oh, being it's, it's a different, Andy Wilson from yeah. it's a different Andrew Wilson. So if you could go back and um, edit out that plug that I gave them because it wasn't earned. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't an earned plug. Fair enough. Okay. No. Anyway, it's on the Mail Online, which means it must be true. And the headline is Astonished Airline Passenger Spots Stealth Bomber Cruising Through the Clouds Beneath Their Plane Over Colorado. Like this is an unusual thing. But anyway, this is the fascinating moment. A B-2 uh, bomber is spotted cruising through a U.S. pass. Uh, cruising below a U.S. passenger plane. The bomber was seen and filmed above Colorado by a passenger on a Southwest Airlines flight from Las Vegas to Chicago last week. The footage shows the uh, arrow-shaped plane, one of 20 operated by the U.S. Air Force, flying beneath the passenger plane and leaving a white trail behind it. The video is quite cool, actually. Is it? All right, we'll pop that up in a minute. So initially, it appears as though the bomber is above the passenger plane, but uh, land can then vaguely be seen beneath the B-2 is then seen much further away from the Southwest Airlines planes as the person's filming looking into to get one last shot from the fascinating site. The filmer said, I just started flying again uh, the last few years after about 20 years not flying, so I wasn't sure if this was common to see other planes. Well, I hope so. Yeah, well, yes, uh, one, other, one person commented, even flying airliners, uh, I'm surprised at how often you start to come across these things. Uh, the plane, which can be refueled in mid-air, is designed to be difficult to detect both visually and on radar. It was initially developed to enable, um, uh, to be able to carry out nuclear strikes during the Cold War. That's not really relevant information, is it? Let me see if I I can uh, get. Let's. I must admit, as a, as a passenger on an aircraft, you, you're used to seeing commercial airliners flying in and yeah. around when you're, especially when you're coming into kind of Heathrow or Gatwick in the busy. Yeah, um, absolutely. Air. Yeah, um, there but, we go. Um, right. So if I can get our director to pop up the uh, the pictures, it does make a bit of a change when you see this out of your window. Well, yes, absolutely. The, the sound is. Like, you can hear the sound of the inside. So anybody identify what the aircraft is? He's on. Not by the sound. No, nope, really. But rubbish. being a Southwest Airlines flight, right, I'd okay. imagine it would be a 737. Sorry, I, I realise it was probably a little tiny step too far. <laughs> can, you imagine, but, can you imagine if the passenger was Jonathan Warner? Yeah, there we go. Uh, well, yes, that, that is true. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He would have been beside himself with excitement, <laughs> uh, no doubt. But uh, yes, that's... Uh, well, you do know, you, it's... Do you actually... Because you, obviously you're flying in and around Europe all the time, Pip. Do you ever sort of see any interesting aircraft sights out of the window other than commercial airliners? Um, I, well, I've never seen a B-2 or any other stealthy thing. I've glimpsed or some um, some F-35s up around your neck of the woods, actually. Um, a few other military bits and bobs, but no, nothing quite as interesting as that. However, I am glimpsing something rather interesting right now. Well, well that, that's debatable, I suppose, really. Those of you watching on the YouTube stream will have just had a little flash up somebody's n nostril hairs, which was a, a real treat for us all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we can confirm and welcome yes. onto the show. He's made it. He's uh, joining us uh, for tonight. Uh, it's, it's well, as Pip would say, it's your pal, it's our pal, it's Captain Al. Oh. Good evening, everyone. I hope that you're doing okay, and I'm very sorry that I've joined the show late. No, uh, But true. I've just about walked in through the hotel no more than about five minutes ago. Wow, okay, so oh, I assume, I, well, first things first then, Al, you need to get the menu out, obviously. <laughs> He's already on it, look. He's already there. 
this is what we need to see splendid well we look forward to uh, delivery of uh, uh your your uh, hotel um food uh, asap anyway yes so yes. Well, well i've not actually ordered it yet no but, okay uh, we shall see of course absolutely. where are you now in uh, bucharest i'm in bucharest yeah where it's rather warm where are you sir i'm at home where it's getting warm <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> muggy i think is the word but uh, so we'll, uh, we'll, oh okay we'll get, uh, and uh and uh, Carlos and Matt, where would we find you this evening? Uh, in the PTUK studio. studio. <laughs> <laughs> in, in the middle of effing nowhere, as you well yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> and how is the temperature there? Uh, uh, am I missing anything in the UK? Muggy is the short answer. Very muggy. <laughs> um, but that might just be in the studio. It's just in here, I think. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it's it's, we'll it's get... still 32 degrees here. It's uh, 10 to 10 at night. So wow, goodness. Wow. That is. We'll very give you warm. a chance to, to bring up some stories. And uh, Pip, did you want to take the uh, to take the next story? Hmm. Well, there's another Delta story for some reason. I know. And this is from Fox News. Oh, I'm a bit embarrassed to read anything from Fox News. Anyway, I'll give it a stab. <laughs> Delta saves 41 stranded students with a private flight after American Airlines cancels trip. I'm just going to get my um. My BS flag here. Right, just in, in readiness. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, have a feeling I might need it. I'm not sure. A group of fifth graders, what age is that? They're like 10 or 11 or something? Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Uh, a group what, of what fifth, age graders. fifth graders. Fifth graders. Fifth graders. So know. hang on, that would be year... So it's usually year four, isn't it, is, is year one? Um, I don't know. So... Somewhere between... And if you divide that by four and add seven... Right. Uh, then you get the right that answer. Gives you it in Fahrenheit. Right. That's right, yeah. <laughs> so, excellent. Okay. So a group of fifth graders <laughs> of indeterminate age from Oklahoma arrived at their Washington, D.C. field trip in style, touching down in the nation's capital on a private Delta Airlines flight after the American Airlines trip was cancelled at the last minute. On June 2nd, 41 fifth grade students from Tulsa and their chaperones received the disappointing news at their American Airlines flight departing Will Rogers World Airport. That's a great name. Will Rogers World Airport to Richmond, Virginia, I think, for their highly anticipated school trip, which had been in the works for almost a year, was cancelled. Though the carrier issued the group a refund, there was no alternative flights to DC available at the time. Waiting it out at the airport for six and a half hours, the youngsters were soon back on their merry way, thanks to the generosity of two Delta gate agents who witnessed the exchange. Contact the airline's headquarters in Atlanta. The staffers were able to coordinate for a spare aircraft to be flown to the Oklahoma City airport to ultimately transport the students to Richmond. It was absolutely amazing when Delta corporate came in and just said, we'll give you the whole plane. Uh, one of the trips the chaperones told, lo told local media. Uh, oh, then they post a whole bunch of tweets. We're not interested in that. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure to assist you in your time of need, and we're glad that we were able to help with such an amazing group of kids. Reps of the carrier warmly wrote in reply. Mm, let's see if there's anything else relevant there. Not especially. Tell you what, so, Delta's having a really good time at the moment yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I'm, I'm i'm not waving my bs flag but I, i'm certainly raising my yeah. bs Quest, questionable eye yeah yes. I mean, if, if this is true that's fantastic well done delta a huge uh, gesture of generosity but mm. i can't for the life of me see exactly yes i can't for the life of me see how this came about how two 
gate agents um, had, well, not the authority, but had the, the sort of the channel to the top of uh, the Atlanta corporate, you know, department who makes these decisions and were able to talk them into ferrying in an entire aeroplane just to take these kids gratis halfway across the country. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't see how that happens. It, 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 I, so, I, I feel there's an element to this story yeah. missing. Maybe there was an aircraft that was going there anyway, yeah. which is great. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's something missing. Yeah, you, you can't help but feel that we're a, a part of the story missing, at least. Yeah. yeah, I think okay. so. But anyway, it's a good news story, and the kids got to where they needed to go. So, thumbs up, Delta. Thumbs up, Delta. Well, if it happens to be entirely true as advertised... Um, I mean, it would be awfully nice. I'd love to go to Barbados in a couple of days. So if Delta can just, you know, right. fit it in, you know, okay. if they've got a spare aircraft. I mean, right. obviously, we, we can get a few more people on board, so it's not just, you know, me. Oh, I'll, and, I'll come uh, if, it's, yeah. if, if it's free. I'll, I'll, you know, I, well, can... I, mean, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I mean, I'm not adverse to going to kidnap a load of children. R and, right, okay. uh, we can, You know, I then mean, they can run a, a similar story again. We're probably in a slightly weird area there, Al, so uh, uh, the idea of you kidnapping children... Children doesn't sit comfortably yeah, with me. I'm, um, to... I'm logging off from this chat. Absolutely. Yeah. Bye bye now. Yeah. And so that's where Are we bring episode two seven three to a close. I certainly uh, am. <laughs> Check it out, will you not? Domino's. Oh, dear. Oh, shameless. God, he, he wants free pizza now as yeah. well, doesn't he? Anyway, we're going to move on anyway, to the next story. Carlos. Captain uh, Al, do you, do, you, do you want to take the next one, Al? Or are you, uh, is this the spirit one? That from, is the um, spirit one, yeah. About from vaping. the jizz.com website. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the, the headline is uh, Dumbass thinks he can vape into a bag on Spirit Airlines flights. Right. And gets a lifetime ban. And here's the report. Well, in fact, you've heard the whole story there in one <laughs> sentence. Okay. So pretty good copywriting, actually, from uh, Katie Keck. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so uh, the, the story runs thus. A Spirit Airlines passenger, this will be in the United States, has reportedly been banned for life. So in fact, he hasn't. It's just reported. Uh, for vaping during a recent flight and setting off the plane's bathroom smoke alarm. Well, I thought Spirit was a low-cost airline. I didn't realise they had a full bath in there. Okay, no <laughs> problems. Well, that, that, that's enhanced the in-flight uh, service, doesn't it? I'll just go and take a bath. Right. Uh, you know. Okay. Anyway, yes. moving on. Yes. The incident occurred on Tuesday on flight 985 from Detroit to New Orleans. The Times-Piquan, I've got no idea how that is, reported Saturday. Jefferson Parish Sheriff's spokesman, Captain Jason Rivardi, told CNN the man, a 30-year-old Florida resident, first smoked an e-cigarette at his seat and blew the vapour into a bag, at which time he was informed by a flight attendant that in-flight smoking was not permitted. According to the Times-Picayn, and I'm guessing this is a local newspaper, <laughs> The flight attendants soon after saw the man make a beeline for the aircraft's bathroom. While the man was in the bathroom, probably waiting for his bath to fill oh, up, because yes. we know how slow the water comes out of the Very tap on aeroplanes, yeah, yeah, yeah. the plane's smoke alarm sounded in the cockpit, reportedly forcing the plane to descend 35,000 feet to shut it off. Okay, well, yes, I'd love to know who reported way. that. Uh... Per the Times Pecan, oh, no, never mind that. The man had reportedly <laughs> been drink, drinking alcohol that he'd brought on board, uh, hid under his jacket. 
which is also against the rules. You can technically bring alcohol on a plane, but federal regulations prohibit consuming booze in flight that is not served to you. A flight attendant told Business Insider in 2017 that flyers can be fined up to 11,000 US dollars for turning their flight into their personal bar. Yeah, okay. So basically, I'm not going to read the whole story. Um, it may well be that um, this guy has been uh, vaping on board. Um, it does happen from time to time. Mm. Um, and to be perfectly honest, it's as annoying as anybody smoking anything else. So the rules are the rules. You can't smoke. Um, and um, so, yes, if he's been arrested, well, then that's it. And uh, the courts will decide what fate is uh, dished out to him. Do you tend to get many uh, issues now with uh, people setting off smoke alarms, even in you know in this day and age, Al? Yes, absolutely. Happens on a quite a regular basis. In fact, um, uh, only very recently, and uh, it is a criminal offence. So, yeah. therefore, if you're caught smoking on board, you will be met by the police. Wow. Okay. Wow. So I, don't do it. I mean, part of me is surprised that that a vaping thing does actually set the um, smoke alarms off. Actually. Because um, it is essentially water vapor, isn't it? So a part of me is actually surprised that they're sensitive enough to be able to. I think they are very sensitive, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on to next the story. Next you know story. they can smoke on my airplanes. It's highly irritating when they do, but our passengers are allowed to smoke. Really? Yeah, but they're paying mm -hmm. half a million pounds for the privilege. I think. <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean, luckily, very, very few do. Uh, so only a handful a year, I would say. But mm. uh, it's really horrible, especially in a small airplane like that. It's really really unpleasant um when Ooh, they especially if they're massive cuban cigars yeah, yeah. well they sometimes <laughs> yeah. do in fact well i won't name drop but you know yes. that famous uh, person who i often quote yeah so i was wondering when you have um, your your um customers on board who are going to smoke and obviously some of them you know will smoke do you have to give them a sort of extra safety brief about putting the thing out safely do you stand there with like a glass of water ready for them to dunk it in no, there has to be an ashtray available for them, um, but no, n nothing extra. I mean, I normally make a big point of it by putting on the oxygen mask if they if they light up through the flight and make sure they see. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I, it's a funny one because it, on one hand, the company obviously doesn't want to alienate those no, albeit small number of people who want to smoke, but you know, it's their money is as good as anyone yeah. else's. But on the other hand, EU law does say that you can't smoke. In a public place, or you know, at someone's mm. place of work, and that's yeah. my place. Well, work. yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was going to say because I suppose if it's been chartered privately, then then you're in a slightly different area, but well, but then it is your place of work. Really, still, yeah, it's it's a tricky one. But yeah, still, there you go. Uh, yes, yeah, so so Owen in the chat room is saying that uh, apparently, uh, like deodorant uh, and hairspray, also set off the smoke alarms if if used in, in a toilet. Uh, Chris Griggs has actually said that I was on a flight where a passenger, not me, uh, was met by police for the first time this week. That's that's interesting. Mm. I need more details about that, please, Chris. Uh, and um, uh, Richard Adams was saying, obviously, in regard to what you were saying, Pip, that must play havoc with the aircon. Because um, I suppose once it's in the aircon, I don't, I don't know, does it filter uh, no, it out? No, it actually goes pretty quickly because the you know the, the air is being continuously recycled. Right, uh, it, okay. It goes out the back of the, the dump, the outflow valve, and the right. fresh air comes. Never, so never to be seen again. Stop, it, it does go quite quickly. And you can play around with it a little bit. It worked better on the Hawker, actually, than it does on the Fenner, but you could open the 
the dump valve just a little bit and it's kind of just slightly depressurizes the aircraft, sucks all the air out. <laughs> right. Kind of, <laughs> stop people smoking like, instantly. One, one way of so, doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so then your subtle ways of, um, you know, kind of pointing out to the passengers, you put on an oxygen mask. I put on the oxygen depressurize. mask. I, I go, <laughs> <laughs> right, good. So some, some poor passenger is like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So somebody's face is turned inside out, essentially. Is, is it? I'll, that, put, yeah. I'll put the cigar out then, shall yeah. I, gentlemen? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah please. Uh, you know, I make it subtle, but they get the message. Right. Okay. I, I was going to say. I was going to say. Is it at that yeah. point, Pip, that you, you you both disappear out of sight from the passengers, and Otto suddenly inflates <laughs> at the controls? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Anyway, come on. We need to move on to the next story, Carlos. I think that is with you. Uh, yes, this one is on Flight Global. We've picked this one because the font is nice right <laughs> and southwest extends max cancellations through to september oh. so southwest airlines has extended the removal of the 737 max from its flight schedules through to the 2nd of september reflecting ongoing uncertainty on when the aircraft will be cleared to return to service. The Dallas-based carrier will cancel around 2.5% of its daily flights as a result of the latest extension. It previously removed the 737 MAX from scheduled services through August, uh, 5th of August. With the timing of the MAX return to service still uncertain, they said that we are revising our plans to remove the MAX from our schedule through September the 2nd, says the low-cost carrier. The latest extension will remove around 100 daily flights from Southwest schedules. Uh, or about 2.5% of the 4,000 flights uh, peak on peak days. Southwest had operated 34 of the 737 MAX 8s prior to the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration grounding the aircraft on the 13th of March, making the airline the largest operator of the type at the time of grounding. Boeing is continuing with efforts to certify a software upgrade for the aircraft to return the 737 MAX to service, and they said we are encouraging, are encouraged by the report, uh, report progress and proposed path forward for returning the aircraft to service. And we remain confident that once certified, the FAA will enhance uh, enhancements will uh, support the safe operation of the Max, says Southwest. Early this month, American Airlines said it was removing the 737 Max from schedules uh, through the 3rd of September. Uh, Southwest and all 737 airline is the world's biggest 737 operator. It holds orders for another 233 737 MAX 8s and 29 737 MAX 7s, uh, the fleet's analyzer shows. So still delays uh, mm. on the MAX. Yeah, and just um, a quick update on that. Um, at uh, the International Aviation Safety Conference in Cologne, the FAA has said that the Boeing 737 MAX may not be back in the air before December. Wow. Wow. Okay. Blimey. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I suppose they've got to get it right, haven't they? Uh, anyway, on to the next story. Uh, this is on the CH Aviation, and uh, uh, I've decided I'm not going to... This, gonna, this I, is good I'm news for Boeing, I've decided actually. I'm not going to read this story because of the font chosen on this website. Oh, it right, is okay. tiny and horrendous. Uh, so the Chinese... So, sorry, this is CH Aviation is the uh, the website, and the headline is Chinese Airlines Mull Order for 100 Boeing 777-9s. Wow. Despite headwinds uh, related to... This really is a very small font uh, related to the tr 
trade war between the United States and China, as well as the ongoing uh, 737 MAX grounding. Boeing uh, is in talks with unspecified Chinese airlines uh, for a wide-body order which could include 100 aircraft, Bloomberg has reported. According to the news agency's sources, talks are ongoing, but no order announcement is imminent. The focus of negotiations is on the Boeing 777-9, uh, although the smaller Dash 8 is also of interest to said airlines. The carriers are also an analysing uh, the 787 aircraft as an alternative to the 777X. Chinese airlines will not place an order before receiving a green light from the government, which in turn is dependent on the political developments. Small part of me is wondering if this is some kind of clever play or ploy. But anyway, according to CH Aviation's fleet's advanced module, Boeing has not yet secured any firm orders for the 777X family aircraft from mainland China, although Cathay Pacific signed up for 21-9s uh, in terms of the current generation 777 units, uh, there are now uh, 86 aircraft active in China. Air China operates 28 777-300ERs. Air China's cargo uh, have 8 777-Fs and uh, China Cargo Airlines has 6 777-Fs. Uh, China Eastern Airlines has 20 of the 777-300ERs and China Southern Airlines 12 of the 300ERs and 12 Freightliners. A hundred of these, Matt. These are just looking online. This is the current list price. Obviously, yeah. they, don't, they don't play list price. List but price? They never yeah. play list price. <laughs> but at the, tw the 2019 list price for one of these on the Dash 9 is $442 million. Right. Okay. Times ten. See, I, I can't help but uh, play the uh, the mm -hmm, suspicious political games being played card here. Uh, I'm sure I'm being terribly uh, un unkind uh, here. But four hundred forty-two million pound dollars, yeah, sorry, per absolutely. aircraft. I suspect for that kind of <coughs> money, Trump might do as he's told. Anyway, yes. <laughs> sorry, controversial. <laughs> Probably. No, it's good. Fine, yeah, finally, it's probably some good news for Boeing really needs, I think, at the moment. Yeah, absolutely, mm. definitely. Yeah, it's uh, well, you know, they've 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 just got to get the 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 max thing right, yeah, haven't they? Yeah. So, I think a few more months of delay is not really going to make a huge difference in the great great scheme of things, is it? Mm. I wonder though whether oh. the delay, oh, sorry, not the delays, but the problems that they've had with the seven three max is going to delay their 757 replacement. You know, the new oh, mid-range. There's a 797, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I see mm. what you mean. Uh, I wonder whether it's, you know, because, uh, I mean, they've, they've got problems, though. They've had problems. They have problems with the 787. They have problems with the Max. They have problems with the 737 slats that yeah. aren't unique to the Max. So they must have a lot of resources that would ordinarily... Uh, be tied up with with other projects, maybe the you know the new seven five seven. So I wonder whether that's going to have an adverse effect. And obviously, it's pure speculation at the moment. But I'd be mightily surprised if they don't. Mm -hmm. That uh, Airbus announced at the Paris Air Show the XLR, the A three twenty one XLR, and uh, Boeing don't have anything to to even show anybody on that range, do they? No. No, that's no, true. That's true, yeah. Uh, Owen says, yay for the 777. Love that aircraft. Yes. Yes, he loves these 777. Yeah. Have, have you been on it? Has anybody been on a 777? Mm. Yeah, with Emirates, yeah, a number of times. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah. you like very it? Very nice, yeah. yeah. Very nice, yeah. What about you, Al? Uh, what, the triple seven? Yeah. Um, yes, I have been on it a few times. Um, yeah, I find it reasonable enough. Um, I think in many respects, a lot depends on the the airline that is operating the triple seven. Um, but yeah, I find it reasonably comfortable. I came back from uh, LA on the 787 just recently. Mm. Um, I have to say, I'm trying not to be too partisan here, <laughs> but I find the 787 very plasticky. <laughs> um, and um, uh, reasonably sort of cheap in some ways. So, I mean, I know that when we look at you know modern cars they're all very plasticky because we use a lot of recycled plastic but um i'd like the the mm. aircraft that i'm flying in to be a look of a little bit more robust yeah yeah this is uh anyway, we, we well we, uh, we mentioned the 75 uh, just a moment ago actually yes uh and uh, our next story pip yes sir next story <laughs> it was yes. like a segue that i i developed I mean, for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> Pip's still busy eating. And then he missed it. <laughs> How is the pizza pie? What is the topping of the pizza, by the way? Oh, standard uh, pepperoni. pepperoni. Oh, very good. Yep, okay. So for those of you, for those of you who want to buy a seven five seven, obviously Matt loves this. He's going to oh be yeah, I can't wait. In I'll, I'll be, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I can't wait. Story yeah. for you. I can't wait to sort of sit, sort of you know, sort of row yeah. eight or nine and see if it can't kill me again. Yes, so if you are looking to buy one, then get in touch with me, and I'll take a small commission, because I've got one that might just fit the bill. Oh. Um, and it's the Pole Airlines uh-huh. uh, puts its last 757 up for sale. Nepal Airlines of Kathmandu has put its last remaining Boeing 757-200 up for sale after the state-owned carrier's board approved the motion. The 31-year-old twin jet, which features 16 seats in business class and 174 in economy, is powered by Rolls-Royce RB211s. Currently stored in Kathmandu, uh, Nepal Airlines had intended to have the aircraft undergo a sea check earlier this year, only to abandon the plan, citing costs. Um, It will therefore be sold as is. According to the board minutes seen by the Nepal Live portal, Sorry, that's someone sending. In fact, that's Al sending me a text message. Good timing, Al. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. Well, I, I'm just asking for the leftover bits from his pizza. <laughs> well, this is it. It's yours if you want it. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you've not eaten your crusts, have you? No. That crust. Just <laughs> Good. Have you gone for cheesy stuffed? No, I didn't. That's just, you know, too Okay, before, before, gone, we, before we get into trouble... <laughs> So anyway, you were saying, Pip, about this... Oh, um... yeah, okay. Um, Yada, yada, yada. Um, Yes, um, it has been valued uh, up to US dollars 9.652 million. The airline has since set the price at 7.8 million as the minimum asking price. Seems like a bargain to me. (laughs) Nepal Airlines sold its other 757s to BB Airways back in 2017. However, with long stalled carrier, with the long stalled carrier having failed to resecure its air operator certificate AOC, uh, this particular aircraft has languished at Kathmandu ever since. Oh. How sad. Uh, so yes, I'm, if you have uh, eight-ish million quid, then knock yourself out. It's a, actually, I was just looking at the history. It's only had the uh, two owners from new Nepal Airlines and Royal Nepal Airlines. I suppose that's yeah. But I'm guessing uh, a sea check. 
is um, not the same price as your average MOT. <laughs> really? It's going to save no, an extra few million at the uh, minimum. You think, it might, you, you yeah, think it might be slightly I mean, uh, more than £45 then? A sea check, they basically <laughs> tear the whole thing down and rebuild oh, wow. it, really. 30, it's, a, it's, a it's nearly 31 year. years old, this aircraft, Matt. Nearly it's also 30. spent all of its life operating hot and high, so I would imagine that um, those engines aren't in the best of shape either. Mm. So, um, <laughs> Wow, okay, yeah. Yeah, they had, had, a, had a tough life. I Do think you think that's quite a lot of money, though, 7.8 million for a 30-year-old well, I don't commercial know. jet? I mean, considering they're it's usually several money, hundred million when you buy them, I'm, like new, yeah, I, I just think, I that's guess. Quite, I think that's a lot of money, really, for that. Well, mind you, people might be interested in it because it's, you know... I'll have to speak to my boss. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah so maybe, three maybe, to four million per engine for an overhaul? Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe yeah. talk to the wife first. I'd, I'd perhaps start there, Carlos, if I were you. Yeah. I, I would have thought 20 million to get this uh, thing airworthy. Airworthy, but, uh, yeah. You know, okay. I hear the APG guys are looking for a party bus for Oshkosh next uh, year. And this good is point, yes, that would be budget. perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, they can afford it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The coffee fund, I'm sure, will be able to mm. stretch to that. No problem. <laughs> so, Al, Al, Al. We've yes. Got, we'll give you this next story, Beans. It's uh, an Airbus story. Okay, hang on, hang on. I, I, I've moved away from it. I was prepared. Oh, it's reloading. Right here we go. This comes from North Wales Live, and it's. Oh uh, no! <laughs> I'm already scared. <laughs> 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 so the the article reads yeah. you're not allowed Airbus to read sites. you're not allowed to read any of the banner ads that are around it all right <laughs> okay uh, well they'll be in romanian anyway so i wouldn't worry too oh, much. okay <laughs> um so the airbus site that developed concord reveals plane that could revolution re no excuse me revolutionize wing design the albatross one could transform the wings made at broughton in the future Airbus engineers have developed a scale model aeroplane with the first in-flight flapping wing tips that could revolutionise aircraft wing design. What? Yes. It isn't April 1st, everyone, but I'll read on. The aerospace <laughs> giant has drawn on nature to develop its semi-aeroelastic hinge concept to reduce drag and overall wing weight while combating the effects of turbulence and wind gusts. No comments. I tried, Known I, I, as Albatross I, 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 1, the remote-controlled aircraft has already taken its first flights to prove the concept, and the team will now conduct further testing before the demonstrator, based on the manufacturer's A321 plane, is scaled up further. It has been developed at Filton, near Bristol, and could change the wings made at Broughton in the future. Jean-Priest Dumont, Airbus's executive vice president of engineering, said Albatross 1 was the first Filton aircraft since Concorde. While hinged wingtips are not new, military jets employ them to allow greater storage capacity on aircraft carriers. The Airbus demonstrator is the first aircraft to trial in-flight, freely flapping wingtips to relieve the effects of wind gusts and turbulence, explained Airbus engineer Tom Wilson. We drew inspiration from nature. The Albatross marine bird locks its wings at the shoulder for long-distance soaring, but unlocks them when wind gusts occur or manoeuvring is required. The Albatross 1 model will explore the benefits of unlockable 
freely flapping wingtips, accounting for up to one-third of the length of the wing to react autonomously during in-flight turbulence and lessen the load on the wing at its base, so reducing the need for heavily reinforced wing boxes. Jean-Brice Dumont, Airbus Vice, Executive Vice President of Engineering, said the project showed how nature can inspire us. He said when there is a wind gust or turbulence, the wing of conventional aircraft transmits, transmits a huge load to the fuselage, so the base of the wing must be heavily strengthened, adding to the weight. So there we have it. I mean, on the face of it, it sounds like one of those absolutely barking mad ideas, but who knows? It may prove to be very advantageous in the future, and in 20 or 30 years' time, we'll all be flying on aeroplanes with flappy wings. I mean, a large part of me is sort of thinking that surely if this was worth doing, it would have been done already. Well, uh, this, this isn't a new concept. I remember doing a very similar story back on a very early episode of our plane safety podcast, planesafetypodcast.com. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hosted by aviation professionals for aviation professionals and anybody else. <laughs> yes. And desperate housewife for something nice to... Uh, finish, gentlemen. <laughs> anyway, yes, but no, there was a story a long time ago about them yeah. looking at, you know, with, with materials technology developing the way it is, having uh, wings that can, can reshape. I mean, let's think about a wing at the moment. It already sort of flaps. You know, we have flaps that come up and down. We have ailerons that move up and down and, mm. and air brakes and other moving surfaces. They all move around, but, you know, they're kind of inefficient they're clunky they've got lots of moving parts so if you could somehow kind of have that built in to the wing you know with no sort of hinges that create drag and just have the wing that can just change shape can kind of morph into different shapes which is really what we're talking about here with this flappy wing thing mm. then you know that that can potentially be quite efficient thing but um i suppose it's only up until now that the materials technology sort of reached the point where it's possibly becoming feasible uh, i mean is it genuinely going to to like help with drag and stuff though i mean it, it, it uh, well yeah i mean if you can change the shape of your wing to suit that particular phase of flight then yeah no absolutely i mean uh, wings generally at least on airliners are optimized for, for high-speed flight you know they're thin they're swept back good for high-speed flight you know, and then when you want to go slow, when you're coming into land, you have to change the shape of the wing. You've got to make it bigger. You've mm. got to make it more curvy with flaps and everything to help it fly slower, to make it produce more lift. Um, so, yeah, you know, having a, a wing that changes shape. Sorry, yeah. someone's texting. Yeah, Tony, uh, yeah, Tony just, S has just said in the chat room, how about adding some feathers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, mm. a, that's an option. Good point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the other aspect is that they're talking about the fact that if it reduces the, the stress load on the wing, then they don't have to have so much strengthening where the wing effectively joins the fuselage. Now, to put this into context, both airlines and aircraft manufacturers spend millions trying to save kilos of weight. Yeah. So, um, you know, any weight savings are hugely advantageous. Yeah. Our director is actually saying that flappy wing thing is not a technical term. I want to hear about a metal tube going close to the speed of sound. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I empathise with, with him to be fair uh, shall we move on then gentlemen uh, to the last story channel. are you going to are you going to take the last story uh, yeah I suppose so I'm, no, not, I'm, not, a I'm not a diver but I could, I could do this one I you're suppose. not a diver 
No, that's what this whole next story is about. Oh, I see what you did there. I right? know. So for yeah. those of our listeners, uh, those of you who are listening uh, of the show, who may be uh, into your diving in the sea, Ooh. as in mask and air and all that sort of stuff, mm -hmm. scares me. Right. Uh, Why does that scare you? Because it just does. You see, I find that less no. scary than flying. I've done you. some diving. Anyway, moving on. This I one is on the <laughs> Daily News. <laughs> Oh, uh, com website and well uh, the the headline is uh, as oh, Pip was about to say yeah, the headline Pip was, is Pip was breaking up there what a shame uh, uh, <laughs> actually this is this is good use for an Airbus I will say Airbus uh, aircraft to be sunk in Saros Bay as a tourism project cool so an A330 will be sunk in the Saros Bay or Gulf of Saros in the northern Aegean Sea on the June the 14th. Actually, that's today. Ah. Uh, to serve as a reef and attract diving tourists. The 90-ton weighing aircraft was brought to the Ilbris Harbour uh, of the Kazan district in the northwestern province of Edirne, 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 via six trucks and after being dismantled in the Mediterranean province of Antalya in March. The aircraft will be plunged into 30 metres of deep water in, about, in the sea, about a mile off the Ibris Harbour. The aircraft will meet with the sea today, and this is a very good opportunity, uh, the uh, person said here. This will be the biggest aircraft to be sunk so far in the world. Uh, in its the world. dimensions are enormous. It has a size of approximately 60 meter long body and 60 meter wide wings, said one of the divers, who will be responsible for the sinking process. It will not probably be possible to have a visit on the aircraft uh, without doing two dives, he said. Uh, we are very excited, uh, said Sadar Saval. Uh, he also said that many foreign and local tourists will come to the area with the addition of the A330 to diving tourism. He believes that thanks to this diving tourism, many divers, especially from Greece and Bulgaria, will come here. He said there's no other plane that has been sunk that's bigger in the world. I know he just said that earlier. According to the professional diver, Turkey would benefit from the increase in the number of such projects, and he hopes this project does not end with just this aircraft. Additions can be made to this project as well, with vehicles such as tanks being used in the Gallipoli, or Gallipoli, Gallipoli? Gallipoli campaign during the World War II that can be sunk by this way, uh, and also uh, for memories from the war that can be animated, he said. The world's first underwater history museum was established in the waters of Saros Bay as part of a project launched in 2010. Since then, many monuments depicting Gallipoli campaign and the statues of soldiers who fought during the war were placed at the bottom of the sea. Artificial reefs can be created by deliberately sending uh, any number of things to the sea floor, such as aircraft, ships, or just concrete blocks. Uh, the idea is to produce a spectacle for divers as well as to provide a protected habitat uh, for diverse sea life to develop and breed. Now, I must admit, I wouldn't mind going in a one of those sea or you know see-through submarine type glass submarines to see this. But um, this was done. I think this was done a few years back using. I think they used an uh, an A320 or a 737. I can't remember what it was now. But um, it's becoming quite popular actually because. Um 
happening also right now is a 747 that's being sung. I was then literally the about to say that. Yeah, absolutely. Just off the coast of Bahrain. And uh, as I say, I've got a picture to pop up as well. Underwater theme park in Bahrain underway. Boeing plane. Now, surely that is the biggest airplane to be sunk i would have said yeah they've yeah, picked them to the post absolutely. now yeah yeah, yeah, that, absolutely. yeah the largest ever airplane so this is going to be an underwater theme park uh submerged into the ocean was scuttled this week as the first phase of the the dive bahrain uh got underway local and international divers and a fleet of tugboats are working to relocate the decommissioned boeing 747 jumbo jet to its new home in the arabian gulf the 70 meter long plane was brought from a dubai based airline uh, it is expected to rest at the depths of around 24 meters and will be positioned nose up in the water to allow novice divers uh, access to the aircraft at shallower depths the boeing um, will be the centerpiece for Bahrain's new underwater attraction, which will be the largest underwater theme park in in the world uh, when complete. So uh, yeah, so as you say, uh, it's 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 obviously a, a thing. See, uh, it's one of the few things I would love to do. Go on, yes, yeah, sorry, Richard Adams has Richard Adams has, has uh, picked us something special for you, Matt, um, in regards to this story. Oh, he says he? That another. <laughs> Another lake at Gildenburg, I think that's how you pronounce Gildenburg Water, has a double-decker bus also sunk in the bottom of the lake for divers to dive on. Oh, okay. It also says also with added pike. Uh, with pike, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It makes perfect sense to me, all this. You know, kill off all the natural coral with over-tourism and overuse, and then just uh, replace it with a, a sunken aircraft and, and kill off what's left. <laughs> Fantastic. Right, okay. Yes. They'll be sinking Phenom 300s next. Be the world's smallest uh, underwater. Yeah, well, <laughs> That is true. That Hi, is Pip. true. Yes. <laughs> there we oh, go. Bless yes. him, so, bless him. Uh, yes. So, uh, well, oh, yeah. In fact, there's a, there's a picture um, of it actually being tugged out, um, which I've just... Uh, uh, loaded, um, so hopefully that that there we go. Look, see, it's, it's oh, nice wow. to know, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so it's being tugged so out. That, to fi that film, that airline film, the one with the seven four. Which one was that? I can't remember which one that was. Now was it the second Top Gun airplane? Airplane? Top Gun. Airplane? <laughs> or, or Top Gear, as I like to call it. But anyway, <laughs> Top Gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that is where we bring the commercial news segment to a close this week. And uh, so we're just going to give ourselves time to uh, go and refresh oh, our glasses. Oh, okay. Someone right. who hasn't read the show notes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. But, sorry. I, I, <laughs> I better do this one. Otherwise, it will freak out our director. Because <laughs> yeah. he didn't know what number is on. So. so we will be back after these messages. Find this and other great shows at the Aviation Media Network. The Voices in Your Head. The Plane Talking UK podcast is a voluntary project that aims to keep you informed with the latest aviation-related stories from newswires across the globe. Producing our content does cost money, though. If you enjoy our show, why not help us keep on the air by making a donation towards the server and website hosting fees through PayPal? Any contributions would be greatly appreciated. Are you an Amazon user? If so, why not do your shopping through the link on our website? There's no cost to yourself, and Amazon pay us a small referral fee on qualifying purchases. To find out more about the show and to meet the team, take yourself to our website. 
www.plaintalkinguk.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash plaintalkinguk on Twitter via at plaintalkinguk or get in touch via email on podcast at plaintalkinguk.com Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Flyby 5823 Trent Dane for 2-3 Manchester Wizz Air 6X Climb Flight Level 210 Direct to Bretman's Park United 123, maintain 280 knots. London 2DME, turn right onto Bravo Link. Do one join Alpha, hold at Mora. Speedbird 472, LOC DME, approach runway 27 left. Follow the green stand 544. That's enough air traffic control for today, Nat. Bedtime. So we came up with the idea of having a video course. Obviously ours are, are better because we've got the experience on the aircraft and we know what we need to be looking at. Something that myself and Andy started initially really to improve our own technical knowledge and put something out there. We saw that there was a gap and this wasn't a media that was being used for this purpose and our hunch was right because there was obviously a market for it. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to fly a commercial passenger jet? Looked up at the sky and thought, I wish that was me? Well now anyone has the chance to have a go at flying in a real aircraft simulator. NP Simulations and Flight Experience London, the only official Boeing licensed product of its kind in the UK, offer you the chance to fly anywhere in the world in their fixed base Boeing 737-800 Flight Simulator. And that's not all. Ground School London offers many different courses for the up-and-coming pilot looking for a start in aviation. With prices starting at just £109, the sky's the limit. So for the ultimate flight simulator experience or engaging preparatory courses, including those for schools and colleges, check out the websites at www.london.flightexperience.co.uk and www.groundschoollondon.com or call on 020 300 40 616. NP Simulations. Fly your dreams. Welcome back. We're here. We, we refilled the glasses of orange squash. Yes. And I will say, Matt, I've only just brought that orange squash up, and you've already drunk over half of the glass. Well, it's, you know, it's a very generous gift. Thank you. Uh, uh, I wonder if you could perhaps bring one next week. Is that, yeah. Is that because it's so <laughs> cold in this studio? Yes, it's really quite... Rev- I, I, I have thought about putting the heating on. I'm not going to lie. Oh, blimey. <laughs> we need to invest in a fan in here. <laughs> okay. All right. <sighs> um, I'll, uh, yes, I'll leave that with you, shall I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next Patreon uh, payout, we're going to buy a new fan right, for okay. the studio. Anyway, next. <laughs> so we are going to move on then. We've got some military news stories uh, to cover now, which have been put to us by the awesome Armando, who is yes. currently probably around probably about six, seven thousand feet flying oh. somewhere across the US. So uh, hope you're watching the show, Armando. <laughs> what, what? While he's flying? I yes. hope not. No. Oh, anyway, so uh, if everyone's ready, we're going to do some military stories. Uh, well, I don't know if we'll get any attention out of Al because he's busy eating he's snacks. Eating, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's he's on mute, so we can't hear him. Pork scratchings, yeah, pork scratchings, absolutely, Lovely. yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's uh, do some military let's, news. Let's let's go, everyone. Let's go.
them on whistling. Actually, I was going to ask, before we kick off the military news stories, because yes. of Al's flittering of pork scratchings in the show, Right. last week before oh, you started yes. the show, <laughs> I, yeah. I brought round, before I went off on my meal, mm. um, a bag of, um, what were they, um, ghost chilli pork scratchings. Yes. And I didn't get any feedback. Did you not? Okay. Is it because you were in A&E? No, 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 no. I did only have a couple of them because they weren't quite hot. Uh, Lee, on the other hand, who was sat where you are, uh, who was in the studio, he polished off the entire bag He, he, he and didn't even flinch. Did you think they were hot? <laughs> they were quite warm. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would have loved uh, Geordie, to, my best mate, to, have, uh, to, to, to try them. He would have, he would have liked that a lot. Yeah, he would like them a lot. He's obsessed by chili. Speak, anyway, speak to the guys. Very, if I can get some this more. is not very military like. I know, but it's hot stuff. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on oh, to oh. the first story oh, in the military oh. segment this week is on the popularmechanics.com website. And uh, good news for uh, our US uh, listeners Sikorsky will be uh, building the President's new Marine One helicopter. Ooh. The VH 92A helicopter will carry the President of the United States and his entourage. And the U.S. Navy has awarded a $542 million contract to Sikorsky, a Lockheed Martin subsidiary, to build six new VH-92A helicopters. The helicopters will replace the current VH-3D and VH-60N helicopters used to ferry the President of the United States and his staff worldwide. Today's contract for six uh, VH-92A engine, uh, twin-engine helicopters. Uh, two helicopters are already in testing, and the Marines will eventually order a final 15 for a total of 23 aircraft. Uh, the helicopters will be maintained and operated by the Marine Helicopter Squadron HMX-1, or the Nighthawks, which is responsible for all the White House military aircraft. So the VH-92A is based on Sikorsky's S-92 helicopter and is meant to transport the President uh, worldwide in day or night or adverse weather conditions. Larger than the company's Black Hawk helicopter, the S-92 has largely seen success in the commercial sector through a military version exists. The helicopter is also fitted with unique fuel bladders to extend the helicopter's flying range. The VH-92 is being fitted with executive suite finishings, allowing the President to ride in style. Under the skin, it will be one of the most technologically advanced helicopters in U.S. military service. The current VH-3D Sea King is equipped with extensive navigation, communications and self-protection equipment, according to the U.S. Navy. The VH-3 is equipped with a self-contained navigation system, GPS, TCAS as well, or traffic collision avoidance system, survivability systems and crash survivable flight information recorder sensors. Uh, communications include extensive secure and non-secure communication systems. All of this equipment will almost certainly take it into the VH-92A. A 2017 Department of Defense Operational Testing and Evaluation Report on the VH-92A program says the aircraft testing process will include uh, live fire testing, hinting that the helicopter is armored against ground fire. Uh, the VH-3D is also hardened against the electromagnetic pulse of nuclear weapons, which can damage modern integrated circuits. And there's no doubt the VH-92A will have the same level of protection. According to Vertical Magazine, total costs for the VH-92A program will come out at around $4.95 billion, or around $215 million per helicopter. A previous contract for Marine One helicopters was cancelled in 2009 after costs ballooned to 13 billion 
US dollars. The first VH92A will enter service in 2021, so that's not too far away at all. No, no, indeed. Of course, it, uh, it was here um, uh, last week uh, during his visit. During course, his that's visit, how he got yes. From, that's how he arrived at Buckingham Palace, wasn't it, via Na- Navy One, yeah, I seem yeah. to recall? Yes, yes. I think. <laughs> So the next story, Matt, uh, is uh, one for you on. Uh, oh, it's on on that uh, famous site that Nev loves the font on. Oh, you must be talking about Flight Global, oh, then, if we're yes. talking about the fabulous font. Oh, and uh, the headline uh, is uh, not visible for some reason. <laughs> Well, the headline, uh, it's one, one Matt finds the headline. The headline is Lockheed, Lockheed Martin. Martin eyes uh, 500 F-35 fighters uh, in uh, Europe. So with the Pentagon waving, uh, wavering over the, the number of F-35s it wants to buy, Lockheed Martin has turned its gaze on Europe. The uh, company is bullish on selling the aircraft to America's European allies. Uh, it believes that by 2030 there will be more than 500 F-35 Lightning II uh, stealth fighters deployed in Europe more than the number of Eurofighter Typhoons currently in operation worldwide. With Finland, Poland and Switzerland evaluating the airplane right now, that could be a number uh, that is approaching 700 airplanes by the same time frame, says Steve Over, director of F-35F International Business Development. We are in dialogue with almost every free country around the world. The F-35 stands alone as Europe's only option for a stealth fighter. Uh, the Franco-German Future Air Combat System, the FCA, S uh, project remains two decades away and the UK's Tempest is planned to come only a few years earlier in 2035. Thus, Lockheed is feeling confident about its market position. So far, we've never lost a competition with the F-35s, uh, says over. We are batting 1,000. To be sure, the German Ministry of Defence booted the F-35 from its uh, Panavia uh, Tornado Replacement Program in January 2019 when it leaked that it would only consider the Boeing F-A-18E-F Super Hornet and Eurofighter Typhoon Lockheed declines to comment on the German program but it remarks uh, but it remark- its remarks suggest it does not believe uh, it's officially out of the running. Yeah, it's good news for for uh, the uh, makers of the F-35, for sure. And obviously Lockheed Martin, who builds the aircraft, uh, is uh, is doing really well with this. The UK, I think, have got quite a few of these on order. And um, actually saw a few of these the other day coming over our fair skies here, Matt. Right, okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. These are the sorts of things that obviously um, will feature quite heavily in the... Uh, the air show circuit as well yeah, this I year bet. as well. So I Noisy, aren't they? They are slightly, <laughs> yeah. Was it grey? Yes, it was grey. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Standard. Right, yes, good, good. <laughs> so, Pip, what's the next story on the list? Right, well, uh, it seems that Armando's gone a bit horny for F-35s this week because there's another <laughs> F-35 story. Um, now, this is a bit tricky. I've got a feeling this has been sort of auto-translated by Google from another language. It's not doesn't read very well. Anyway, this is from the, the oh, I can't pronounce that, the Asai Shimbun, <laughs> which is a Japanese <laughs> website. Uh, 
the headline is F-35A flights will resume with pilots. Hmm. Oh, no, there's more to that. We'll resume with pilots undergoing special training. Uh -huh. oh. The Defence Ministry will resume flights of F-35A stealth fighter jets that have been suspended since April crash of uh, off the, I think it's meant to say, off the Amori Prefecture with pilots to undergo special training for spatial disorientation to prevent similar accidents. Uh, we will carefully provide an explanation to related local governments, Defence Minister Takashi Iwaya said on June 10th, when the ministry released the results of its investigation into the crash. Investigators concluded that the pilot likely suffered from spatial disorientation. Ministry officials on the same day visited the Amori Prefectural Office and Misawa, a city that hosts the Air Defense Forces airbase where the crashed fighter jet was stationed to explain the results of the investigation and plans for preventative measures. Uh, they asked local officials for understanding of resumption of flight operations. Uh, so this particular F-35 that they're talking about crashed about 135 kilometers off the coast of the Aomori Prefecture after taking off from the Misawa base for a combat exercise involving three other F-35s on the night of April 9th. Major, Major Akinori Hosumi, 41, the flight leader, died in the crash. According to investigators, the F-35 was flying horizontally at an altitude of about 9,600 meters, that's roughly 30,000 feet, when the ground controller ordered Hosomi to descend to prevent him from drawing close to a U.S. military aircraft. Hosomi replied on his radio saying, yes, Roger. The F-35 then started descending almost vertically at a steep angle and plummeted about 5,000 meters in only 20 seconds. It's 15,000 feet or so. Hosomi was then ordered by controllers to veer to the left. Yes, he replied in affirmation and said, knock it off, as in abort the exercise. He sounded calm, according to the ministry, but the fighter jet continued its abnormal vertical nosedive. Within a little more than 10 seconds after the exchange, the F-35A crashed into the Pacific Ocean at an estimated speed exceeding 1,100 kilometers per hour. Oh, wow. Mm. There was little evidence that the pilot attempted to eject or take action to pull out of the dive, according to the ministry. Based on these circumstances, the ministry concluded that the pilot was in a state of spatial disorientation and lost a sense of equilibrium. He was unaware that his fighter was nosediving into the ocean. Uh, to prevent similar accidents, the ministry will conduct flight simulator training for pilots to experience spatial disorientation. Sorry, it just jumped to the top of the story. Last paragraph. No, I've lost it. It went on to another story. Anyway, that was the gist of it. Yeah, it's... Um, I mean, it's... I remember we covered this crash a few, um, few yeah, months ago. A few, actually, yeah, actually, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's not a surprise, I suppose, really. I mean, if, it, if something like this happens, I mean, it's... Well... Yeah. Perhaps that should, that should be a, 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 a title for a, a plane safety... Uh, segment for the show pip spatial <laughs> disorientation yeah well i mean it's it's extremely uh, easy to get disorientated yeah. anyone who's got any sort of instrument rating training or has just sat in an airplane and closed your eyes for a minute or so it becomes very quickly difficult to tell uh, you know which way up you are if you're turning if you're banking if you're descending whatever it's you know when you don't have any outside visual 
uh, queues. So I, I'm assuming that this particular incident, the guy was in IMC, I, you know, he was in clouds, so couldn't see out the window for one reason or another. Um, but that's why we have instruments to look at. And I'm sure the F-35 has got some pretty sophisticated uh, displays to look at. So, you know, it's a little, a little surprising to me that someone, um, presumably of, of fairly high experience, you, you know, who sounds like a senior pilot with the Japanese uh, Air Force, um, kind of got him into that situation, didn't have the, you know, you know the, the experience or the, mm. the thought to, to recognize what was going on. But, you know, I, I don't speak ill of the dead or, or you know, second guess. It, it could, uh, could yeah. happen to anyone. I mean, well, you know, and there, there may be some information that we're still missing, perhaps. Mm. Yeah, who knows? Maybe his screens were, were dead or yeah. know, some sort of... Who knows what, but it's... yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure all will become, uh, you know, apparent shortly. So, Al, you've got the last story in the military segment this week, haven't you? Yes. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I know that... Uh, well, rather, you know that I don't normally get involved with this military stuff, but um, <laughs> since our little meet-up with... Uh, I had the uh, accompaniment of uh, Jonathan Warner to take me around and point out various military aircraft. Um, I've got a little bit more horny about it, I suppose. Whoa! So, um, Whoa. That's, that's unexpected. So, um, so I, I, I'm quite happy to read this story for just a small extra fee. Right. So, okay. this comes from Flight Global, and it says, Italy orders 13 additional M345 trainers. Is that like a Nike product or a Dunlop? <laughs> yeah, just like it, yeah. <laughs> um, 13, have they got like a, a one-legged person in the team? <laughs> okay. Anyway, I shall move on. Uh, Italy has signed for 13 more Leonardo M345s in a deal worth 300 million euros. That's about 333 million US dollars. Um. Well, they would help if Flight Global wrote properly, but bringing to 18 the number of new trainers ordered by Rome. Deliveries are expected to begin in 2020, and the Williams International FJ44-4M-34 power jets will be located at Galatania Air Base near Lecce. They will join 18M346 already operated by the Italian Air Force for advanced training missions and form part of the plan to create an international training academy for military pilots. The contract includes ground-based training systems and a five-year logistics support package. In total, the Italian Air Force has a requirement for 45 M345s to replace our 137 strong fleet of aged Alenia Aramaki MB339s, including for its uh, Freke Tricole aerobatic team. An initial production example performed its maiden sortie in December 2018. So uh, I believe you showed a picture of uh, said aircraft. And um, yeah. Looks okay, doesn't it? It's grey, it's probably noisy, but um, it's got some little red things on the wings, so that's quite pretty. <laughs> that's, that's always a good start. They're not, nice to look at, at least. <laughs> There's a lot of numbers in there, isn't there? I mean, um, what's the difference between an M345 and an M346? Do we know? One. <laughs> the, the number one, Always, apparently. the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. Far I mean, has it got like an extra section for more people in it or something? I don't know. Mind you, see now you say that, but the, but but Mister Mister Muggins here, who knows naff all about aviation, and you got a triple seven, and then the, you know the, the dash eight and the dash nine means nothing to me. Well, yeah, the bigger the number, the bigger the plane. Well, in that is, but does that apply to this? So is it oh, possibly? Is it you know the one two three? Is that slightly bigger than the one two four? I mean, like. No, no. Gen- you know. Generally, rule rule of thumb in aviation is that the higher the, yeah. the dash or the mark number, the the more right, we bigger ha- it is. We have sensible answers coming in from Jonathan Warner now go. in the chat room, which basically says it just means it's updated. There That's we go. All. There you go. All right. So the uh, so the three four six is the new version. Presumably, yeah. yes. It's got right. So <laughs> so they bought some three four fives. They must have got a deal then. They were obviously right. you know stuck on the shelf or something uh, like that. Uh, uh, Neil Lamwan says apparently the the three four six has the optional cup holder that you don't get on the three four five. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he doesn't seem very impressed by that. Yeah. Oh well. Oh, anyway. I mean, who would buy an aeroplane that doesn't have a cup holder in the first place? <laughs> Does, right. does your does your does your three twenty one or three twenty have cup holders in? I mean, I mean, <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, okay, I mean, you know, perhaps I'm, perhaps if they're busy flying, what a bloody air... stupid question! Of course, it's got <laughs> cup holders. Oh yeah, you've got I mean, one of those. Where the... do you put your cup? Otherwise, Any, anyway, back to the back to the back to the. Military. I keep forgetting he's got one of those <laughs> table things that you pull out on the on the airbus. Yes, yeah, even okay. I've got cup holders. Right. Right, okay. I mean, but what earth do you think people do? What, you know, like, do they just sit there with a thing in their hand for six or seven hours, you know, scalding, burning the skin off their, you know, delicate membrane of their very highly toned muscular hands that will perform those death-defying feats close to the ground? Because he's got bloody cup holders. And tables, Nico says, and powered oh. windows, says Lisbo and Nelson. <laughs> It's got air conditioning as well, and a radio. Mm. Uh, In (laughs) fairness, anyway, if we could get back briefly to the military. I bet it's not got central lock. If that's all right. Uh, Jonathan Warner says, to be honest, the new range of Italian trainers' numbers confuse the heck out of me too. So there we are. If it confuses the heck out of Jonathan Warner, the rest of us have got no hope. (laughs) And that is where we bring the military segment to a close. (coughs) That's it. Quick, quick. Just before we we move on, just... um, does Jonathan reckon that this? Uh, what, I've lost the page now because I've had to go to the chat room. Does Jonathan reckon this is a decent machine? Oh, because yes. the uh, the Italian uh, display team that I can never pronounce correctly, they do a really nice display. So is this this new aeroplane that they're going to be, you know, landed with? You know, is it a bit of? Uh, excuse me, I was going to say a bit of a lemon. Sorry, Pip. Um, but. Um, <laughs> or, or, or is it actually, you know, the dog's doodah when it comes to, you know... Right, so he says actually the... Uh, so at the moment uh, what we've got is uh, actually the M345 is the update to the M311. Um, <laughs> so that, there's no there's no sensible thing there. And uh, Neil Lamorne says, I thought the job of... I thought the holding of the... Uh, the holding the cup was the job of the FO. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, so basically, Jonathan, all we're asking for in the chat room, it's just a one-word answer, dog... Or lemon. Okay? Dog, dog or lemon, right. Okay, anyway, forthcoming. Uh, <laughs> so while we wait for that answer, well, uh, yes. as we've got um, Captain mm. Al uh, on Liz, the show... Liz, actually, Lisbo Nelson says, the Fiat 127, the Alpha 33, the Ferrari 599, Italians need, need numbers. numbers. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of sense in that, actually, how, to be fair. Anyway, back to the show. Oh. How <laughs> is commercial aviation going for you, Mr. Al, with your uh, airline? Um, 
Yeah, going reasonably well, actually. Um, I think... Um, lemon. You may well have... Lemon. The answer is lemon. <laughs> it's a lemon. Okay, I thought it might be. Display-wise, I'm not sure... They should have gone for the sure. B version. They should have gone for the B version. Yeah. I mean, everybody buys the B version, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, quite right. you, know, you don't, you don't buy that you version. You don't buy the Alpha. No, as, as, uh, <laughs> display-wise, I'm not sure they'd be pushed to beat the MB339 uh, that they already have, he says. They are. But summarised by the word lemon. <laughs> right okay uh, that's a shame because i do like the italians when they do their display they're they're very uh enthusiastic <laughs> yeah. so uh, going back to the question yep. that you asked um it's uh and, and it might uh, correlate with this it's been quite a challenging summer so far in commercial aviation um Go lots on. of disturbed weather over central europe mm-hmm. and um Lots of air traffic controllers on holiday who have had the indignity to retire. Oh. So uh, lots, of, uh, lots of restrictions due to capacity issues. Oh. Is that something you've encountered, Pip? He's gone. Yeah, sorry, no, I'm still here. I've <laughs> muted myself. Uh, yeah, you know, the usual summer adventures. Um, slots almost every other flight. Mm. You had Do a- you see it worse this year than previous years? Um, I, too early to tell, I think, but... Um, it's I mean, I did an hour no fifty flight course. today, and we had an hour long slot delay. And yeah, uh, when we uh, when we looked at the the, the regulations, um, it was capacity issues uh, in France, capacity issues in Switzerland, capacity issues in Austria, wow. capacity issues in Hungary, and arrival delays in Romania. So, okay, well there we are. Then that's, that's not going to improve them. <laughs> yeah, well, there's not an awful lot you can do about it, is it? How does that, oh, how does that delay like... impact your your flight, though, Al, with, a, with like an hour delay? Well, I arrived late for the show. Well, yeah, I know that. <laughs> but but don't, don't you have lots of passengers sitting behind you who are, are a little bit annoyed? No, because you talk to them, you explain what's going on. Um, you know, so... you say, shall we have a whip round for the air traffic controllers and see, you know, whether we can, you know, get a little bit of magic going? Right. So, so presumably the the, uh, the 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 delays, if you like, are only impact. You're only getting the delays when you're on the ground. You're not getting these delays when you're in the air, I presume. No, the whole reason for these delays is to avoid airborne holding. Right. So, um, I mean, it is a bit difficult at the moment uh, because there is quite a lot of unsettled weather over Central Europe. There's been some pretty wretched storms in Germany, and uh, I know that over Romania and Turkey, there's been quite a lot of storms. Mm. It is that kind of year, but um, they do seem to be a little bit worse. And then when you tie that in with the shortage of air traffic controllers, uh, it is causing a fair amount of so delay. Like a sort of snowball effect type thing. Yeah, but the idea of the uh, calculated takeoff time is to avoid, where possible, any en route holding or so, arrival holding. So once you're in the air, essentially, it's sort of, you know, all systems go and, you know, you yeah. More or less. <laughs> yeah, more or less being famous last words. Uh, now, uh, listen, uh, gentlemen, uh, a few weeks back, uh, I was uh, uh, chatting to you guys in this very studio, in fact, and uh, released uh, shortly after was um, a certain episode. I can't remember what number episode it was, Pip. Perhaps you'll be able to remind me, but it is currently your latest episode, I believe. Or a, yes. a little special episode on a fear of flying. Yeah, it was episode number 472, I believe. Um, Fear of Flying. 472. Uh, Yeah, 572, I can't remember now. No, okay. (laughs) Yeah, what about it? 
It was 60. It was, a, <coughs> it was 60, yeah. Because we listened to it last night. Oh, okay. I was actually, I was looking on the uh, lightningmaps.org website where you can see, obviously, where the storms and stuff are across Europe. And I see what you mean, guys. There's actually, uh, is it, I'm just trying to see the name of this, Coben, uh, Coben, Copenhagen? No, Coben, Coben, Copenhagen. Copenhagen? Copenhagen? No, 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 it's... Um, oh, is it kind of Cologne? Rock, Rock, uh, Rosclyde? Just to the... Yeah, Copenhagen. Roskilde. That's it, Roskilde. It's just to the west of Roskilde. There's a rather huge... Storm That's just a rumour, incidentally. Uh, apparently, sh they were arguing. Okay. <laughs> Ross did not kill her. And um, I, I can also say that Matt I would not want to be flying into uh, Geneva at the moment as well. Oh, really? Uh, Matt, Matt, I just yes. check your um. Yeah, your no, I, I, I'm, trying to, uh, I'm trying to load it now. Um, so check amongst yourselves for a minute while I do it. Yeah, if you can play that, that was a video taken by one of my colleagues yesterday in uh, Berlin, Schoenfeld. Yeah. And they were sitting at the aircraft when that... Um, well, and actually, anyone who's uh, living in St. Etienne, there is a huge storm cell over there at the moment as well. Okay, so, uh, yeah, if, uh, I, if I can trouble uh, our director to put my laptop uh, as the feed. There, there we, we go. go. There, there's the video. Um, now, so, yeah, just talk us through this, Pip. Well, this is a, a great big mother of a storm. <gasps> uh, and all those bits coming off uh, the roof of a, a hangar. Whoa, wow. that is horrendous. And this is one of your colleagues, you were saying? Oh, yeah, they were sitting there with passengers on board waiting to go. And uh, that happened. My goodness me. So, I mean, obviously, I mean, you have to sit there and, and wait for it to go, surely. Yeah, obviously... they, they just took off. It was fine. Yeah, <laughs> really? No, of course I was not. Say. <laughs> Crosswinds there. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I would, yeah. I would. So yeah, so when Al says there's nasty storms floating around, yeah, he, he's really not. He's not joking. Floating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, indeed. So yes, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, did you say episode sixty? Was it episode sixty? Yeah. It was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I actually, I can confirm that I actually got Alexa to play mm. Pip's show. She's finally started uh, listening to me when I asked her to play. The Plane Safety Podcast. Really? Oh, she has yeah. that. No, She's no, I know. Yeah. We, we have, myself and Pip have been working in the background to make that work, haven't yeah. we? So, uh, well, you have, I haven't. No, okay, all right. So well, okay, yeah, no, pleasure. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just try, let's just try this. Hey, Siri. Oh, typical. Hey, Siri. <laughs> Play Plane Safety Podcast. This is. Wait for it. Wait, oh, this is... Oh. This has gone horribly wrong. Okay, right. Well, certainly Alexa knows. Hey, hey, Siri. What's better, Plane Safety Podcast oh. or Talking UK? Oh, dear. Now, now, look. That's, that's just... No, Plane no. Talking UK is obviously better, as they release more than one episode a year. Oh, she's on a bit of a go slow tonight. Is she? Right. Oh! 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 She found she you. Yeah. Felt very good. Absolutely. Hey Siri, can you order me a twenty-four inch deep pan Hawaiian <laughs> with extra? <laughs> oh, anyway, dear. getting back to the show. Anyway, we're gonna start to ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to this, uh, I do apologise if your if your device has fired into life and ordered you a pizza. I can only so we do apologise. Have some, <laughs> we do have some. We do have some news. Some important news to go do through we? before we finish the show. Yes. Do we? Mm. Yeah, so for so those... Do I. I need to 
So for a those... little announcement at the end, if I can, please. Ooh, we can, yeah. Yes, yes. So for uh, for those of you guys who are wondering what's going on with our air show visits this year, oh yes. If you follow us on Facebook or Twitter, you may notice that uh, due to circumstances out of our control, yes. we will not be attending uh, Riyadh this year. The Royal yeah, International Airport that. too. Yeah. At RAF Fairford, we won't be attending that this year. Mm. Um, that is out of our hands, and or we, but we will be attending the Biggin Hill Festival of Flight 2019. Yes, yeah, I that. thought you were appealing the distance order. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> he had to spoil it, didn't he? Anyway, yes. Uh, so yes. Anyway, so, so to, we yeah. will be off to the Biggin Hill Festival yep. of Flight uh, this year. We'll be going there. On the Saturday, which uh, is the 17th of August. Mm. Uh, so for any of our listeners who will be in and around the Biggin Hill area, on the 17th of August, on a Saturday, me, Matt and Nev are going to be there with, uh, well, with various cameraing type equipments and stuff, uh, recording, doing bits and pieces there. And I can also say as well that uh, in a, probably in a few weeks' time, we're going to have uh, the, the guy who puts the whole show together. Uh, on the show as a guest and uh, we're going to have him on the show to talk yeah, about the uh, Festival yeah. of Flight and what it takes to put the show on and uh, about his involvement in um, you know the whole air show process at Biggin Hill so uh, it's going to I'm looking forward to that Matt it's going to be a nice uh, yeah show. no it is definitely going to be good yeah, yeah it's um, yeah it's going to be going to be really good the uh now, well, uh, Pip, you said you have an announcement, and I, I must admit, I sit here very nervous at the. No, idea. no, nothing, nothing earth-shattering. Just uh, okay. um, <laughs> it, it's cleared up, has it? Good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm coming out of the closet. Okay, I'm, I'm, you're right. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad the antibiotics have worked. L- lovely. God yes. help us. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, just a, just a bit of Oshkosh information. Oh, actually. Cool. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Um, for those going to Oshkosh, which includes myself and. Al and Adam and a whole bunch of others. Um, On the Saturday morning of the last weekend, 27th, I think it is, there's a 5K runway run, walk, jog, sprint, um, that I'm taking part in, Steph's taking part in, even Al is taking part in. I beg your pardon. Correct. Yes, David Abbey. Um, I wouldn't normally speak for the uh, Jeff and Dana and Nick, but I think on this occasion I can and I can say that they are definitely going to be sprinting the 5k as well right um, <laughs> so if anyone wants to uh, anyone wants to join us in a bit of a, a lark on the Saturday morning and run down the runway uh, wearing a podcast t-shirt that's the that's the rule then right. um, then do it there's a link somewhere I don't know maybe you can put it in the show notes or something okay well if, if you if you send me the link I can do that yes that's not a problem yeah, yeah. Uh, so I is... think it costs 25 bucks to, to okay. do it but you do get a t-shirt at the end is there is there some fundraising going to go uh, into part of this mm, well all the funds go to whatever the my medical the... bills that's where well, the yeah. funds are they're... going my medical okay. bills and uh, have you got somebody who's going to be running alongside you with appropriate snacks I have. Yeah, right. Well, exactly. <laughs> this is it. I can't, I can't imagine you you running an entire five k without without at least f- like twenty five ice creams. Uh. Uh, yes, uh, Jennifer yes. is bringing donuts. Oh, good girl. This is what we like to hear. Uh, absolutely. And I'll be running. Uh, I'll be running about five feet behind Steph, which for me is fantastic. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> for about the first 1k and then that gap yeah, will then yes. steadily and then be about five miles yeah absolutely well then motivate and keep up anyway this is uh terribly inappropriate so uh, great news uh so so remind me when you're in oshkosh guys what what are the dates july Great. Thanks Lovely. for that. Uh, uh, not oh. far away then. So about a month away, ladies and gentlemen, towards the end of July, it, is it? Yeah, I think everyone's kind of coming at different times. I'm going on... <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> oh, sake. Fa uh, family show, ladies and gentlemen. Family show. <clears throat> yeah, I think Oshkosh itself runs from about the 20th to the 28th, something like that. Okay. I'm there it's, on the 20th. It's literally third. straight after Riyadh. So, yeah. um, okay, cool. Yeah. So, uh, well, hopefully uh, we can persuade you guys to get some content for us and uh, we can hopefully share it with, with everyone through the show. You never know. And I can Try. confirm that Tanya Wyman got her T-shirt. Oh, brilliant. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, she got her T-shirt and she's going to be wearing that at Oshkosh as well next month. Oh, so. brilliant. Oh, hang on. There's another Oshkosh announcement. Oh, okay. Since Al's being a bit uh, coy about this, I do believe a little birdie told me, I heard a rumour on the grapevine, oh, no. that... Um, Captain Al is himself giving a presentation at Oshkosh to literally some people who will be there uh, on fear of flying. So if you're at Oshkosh oh, and you want to cool. go and listen to Al rabbit on for an hour or so, then then you can. I don't know why you would, but you can. That's very good. So that is... Yeah, what, what, all the merrier. Yeah. yeah, what day is that on, Al? Oh, I knew you were going to ask, and I can't remember. But, well, anyway, um, I mean, Oshkosh itself uh, runs from the 22nd uh, to the 28th of July. Thank you uh, to our director who's just sent that in. 22nd to the 28th of July is uh, when Oshkosh is actually happening. Uh, so are you guys there for the whole show, or are you just sort of there for a few days? Or No, I'm there for half of it. Okay. I think Adam's there for most of it. The APG guys are there for all of it, of course. They're doing their Osh Blast. Yeah. I'm there from Monday till Sunday. Okay, so you're there for the whole lot then, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so, so what's your yeah. uh, Carlos and Matt, why aren't you going? Uh, uh, let's, come think, on. let's think, Matt, why won't we be going? Um, uh, oh, oh, sorry, I haven't got my wallet with me. Have no, uh, unfortunately, no. Uh, financial restraints uh, yeah. mean that we're unable to attend, unfortunately. But uh, I must admit... Come on, you've got your own coffee fund. I know it's, how much it's you've got in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Not enough for two cameras that I've been pestering, for three cameras I've been the, the, pestering The coffee for fund months. has just, yeah. uh, just been utilised today for... We're investing in some new cameras. In some HD, HD cameras for the studios, which have been audited today. So uh, looking forward to getting those installed. Yeah, so, so quick thanks while we're on the subject to our yeah, Patreon donors. Because yeah, yeah. yeah, we're upgrading Indeed. the studios. So. Anyway, uh, look, guys, uh, what uh, are you up to next week? Next week, Carlos? Uh, next week I am. Next week I'm on, I'm on live driving Monday. Are you? Right. Um, but okay. I am off to a destination in London, which I haven't been to before in the in the uh, van. Actually, in our oh, company okay. van next week. I'm off to the XL. Is that, is oh, that good? Oh, oh, that is very easy. Even Owen can tell you how to get there. It is oh, the most okay, brilliant. It is the easiest place to get to. You don't. You're not technically in London. You're on the outskirts. Four oh six up to the Cal end. No, it's right Straight next to London City Airport. Yeah. You love it. Literally oh, next excellent. To, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Well, right. I'm off. I'm off there Wednesday. In fact, in fact, if you can persuade uh, Stuart to put you up in the Premier Inn, 
um, <laughs> by, by it, you get the most amazing view. My, myself and Owen literally walk from there. It's only a 15-minute walk from there to the uh, venue, or 10 minutes, actually, oh. at normal pace. Uh, it took uh, it took Owen about nearly 30 minutes because he was too busy watching all the planes flying over oh, the fence dear. and stuff. That's so, not uh, good. And if you, yeah. if you come out of the Excel and just walk in either direction yep. up to one of the bridges, you can stand there at the you end of the runway. Because right on the flight going. path. Yeah, it's, it, it's, uh, you'd love it. Seriously, see if you can persuade him to... I have a feeling this is not going to be a good trip for uh, No, it'll be boss. a great trip for you. Oh, oh Carlos, absolutely. how come you took 12 hours to do <laughs> yeah, this job? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit awkward, perhaps. Uh, what are you um, doing this uh, this coming week, then, Mr. Smith? Me? Oh, well, I've got, I've got an interesting week, actually. I'm off Monday, I'm off to Duxford, <gasps> which I'm very excited about. What, again? About. So, yes, I'm, uh, if anybody happens to be in the Cambridge <sighs> area, I'm in Duxford uh, from about sort of 10 onwards. Um, 10 till about sort of 2, 3 o'clock something like that uh, then Tuesday I'm off to Sheringham and Cromer with a, with a nice little private oh, very nice, very nice. Yeah, absolutely. Norwich Castle oh I like Cromer yeah absolutely it's very nice Yeah, oh. Sheringham's my personal favourite actually I, I prefer Sheringham over Cromer personally um, and then uh, Norwich oh well uh, I mean I've, I've only been to Cromer by air so I, oh. I don't have necessarily have the choice ok no fair um, point okay. but um, <laughs> they do good fish and chips in Cromer they do and uh their crabs are literally excellent. Uh, and Norwich, moving on, <laughs> Norwich Castle on Wednesday, uh, and you can get cream for them. Yeah, indeed. And then on Friday, actually, I'm visiting a couple of universities with some uh, with some students, taking nice. them to, uh, to nice. a couple of universities in in sort of like Northampton sort of area. So that, that so I've got a fascinating uh, a, a fascinating. Can you can uh, you see what Captain Al's doing next week? Not no. a lot, by the look of that. Not a lot. Yes, I, can, I can see you've got a week off next week, Al. <laughs> More or less, yeah, more or less. Very good. What are you, what are you doing with your time? Are you, are you, is it a bit of family time? A bit of family time. Might jump in the aeroplane, go and do a bit of flying. Come see us, come see us. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, may, may do. Um, I have a grass got... strip right next to where I work. So. <laughs> is it an official one? It is, yeah, it very much is. What, what airstrip is it? It's a private one. It's owned by What's the chap who. Well, it's at Horham. He'll um, he'll he'll text you the details just so that uh, you know because in yeah. case we say something we should. Horham H O R H A M Horham. It's uh, it's a nice little grass. It's very well maintained as well. Good, yeah, excellent. Uh, and Pip, what, what what's on your itinerary for next week? I am working all week, Sunday through to Friday. Okay, so cool. I'll be busy, busy. You'll be in wow. the air a lot. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah, so well, excellent. So, thank you for uh, joining us, guys. It's been a real pleasure to have you on. It's been a long yeah. time since we've had you both on together. It's I know. been nice. I know. Keep up the show. Keep the shows coming, Pip. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it gives me gives me much enjoyment whilst I'm driving the uh, while driving the truck. So, oh, hello. There we are. Look. There we go. That's Horam. Yes, very yes. well. Yeah, yeah, well done. It's four hundred and fifty meters long. Right. Is that not? A... Ooh, it's a bit tricky. Oh. A bit tight. You can probably get narrow. Yeah, a bit tight, but you might be able to do it. <laughs> it's a shame because the actual the B seventeen because um, that was the base it wasn't the the actual runway. There's a lot of that runway still left, and it's uh, all concrete. But that's not very well maintained. So, but anyway, I do digress. <laughs> so uh, we're going to say a big thanks to everyone who's joined us in the live YouTube chat room this evening. Thanks for joining us and listening into the show. And also thanks to everyone who downloads the show via the realms of iTunes and Stitcher and Podbean and all the other downloady type apps that you may use on yep. your smartphone devices. So thanks for that. 
Indeed. Um, so that's where we bring uh, the show to a close. Thanks very much for joining us, guys. And uh, we'll see you. Oh, hello. And don't forget, we will be back for a different show oh, time yes, that's next right. week. Yes. Uh, yeah. Due to technical constraints with, uh, with the uh, team here. Uh, we will be I, doing. I'm working Friday. <laughs> yeah, we will be. Uh, we will be broadcasting on Saturday morning. Yes, and uh, we have got uh, hopefully got a couple of Australian guests lined up to be on the show. So uh, hopefully you can join us for our show next Saturday mm. at 10 a.m. That's it, guys. Take care. We'll see you for two seven four next week. Everyone, say goodbye. Take everyone. Have a great weekend. Woohoo! Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>